And we're back with Region 4. Um, we'll start off with Rockford. The Files going against the Pensacola Thunder. Um, Rockford, Coach Future Star, he's got a squad. <laughs> um, it's interesting. You know, they were pretty good last year. They made the Sweet 16, but this year they've just been they've been playing really dominant. Um, I think... I, I forget. Maybe you could look it up. Did they? How they did? Did they make the PNTT playoffs? Oh, good question. Yeah, let's see. I mean, I they believe they four did. Four and two. They must have. They must have. Right. Not four every four and two enough. team made it, but if they won their yeah. group, but I would assume they won their group because they beat all the teams in it. So I will look. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, but. You know, they lost an early game to Albuquerque, but since then, you know, they've been, you know, on a roll, beating teams like Canton, St. Paul every time they've played them, um, Huntsville in the out-of-conference. Yes, they were uh, – yeah, they were a 10 seed, it looks like. 10 seed, okay. Mm-hmm. Who'd they play? They played Yakima. I think they would have lost yeah, that game. I think they lost that game. Yeah, they did, 92-86. Okay. Um, but, you know, Jonathan Upchurch has just been playing incredible. Uh, I mean, their whole team just shooting incredible, 57.6% for, for them as a team. Let's look at their um, stats. Rockford is number 10 in defensive true shooting percentage, 4 in true shooting margin, 8 in assists, 8 in steals, 10, 10 in points, 7 in point margin. Um Six in defensive free throws allowed. So, yeah, really solid team. They're going up against Pensacola, the Thunder. This is um, this is a team that won the uh, Conference 12 tournament as a five seed. So, good on them. You know, you got Dawson Williams playing shooting guard, small forward, 19.7 points per game. Adam Fink, the senior center, 6'11", 13.9 points, 8.3 boards. Um Solid guy. Pensacola is, let's see, not top 10 in any statistical category. So, uh, yeah. Any any chance for an upset here? I mean, they got some talent, that 23-6 senior class. I, I think there is some chance, actually, yeah. And it's not just that. I mean, the junior class, 65 hardwood, 176 yep. hoops. And I remember Dawson Williams, too. He's a good player. Um, sophomore class, also a hardwood class, right? 98, 147. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't done it this year. You know, I mean, they're 10 and 8. They were 7 and 8 before winning the Conference 12 tournament. Uh, but they, it took two good wins to win that one. Um, they beat mm-hmm. New Orleans, who we were talking up in the RS, but at least I was in the Region 3 podcast. And they beat Orlando, another pretty good team, number 29. Uh, and I don't know. Rockford is clearly the most vulnerable number one seed. I think, which maybe isn't saying much because one seeds yeah. are all really good. But if you had to pick one, that would be the one you would pick. And Future Stars, you know, fantastic, fantastic coach. And that may be enough for them. And obviously they do have a lot of talent. But, you know, you run through their schedule. It's not all that impressive. The teams, you know, I mean, they have beaten St. Paul twice. Those are two really nice wins. Um, beyond that, you know, they they lost to Albuquerque. Um they beat Boise by one. That's a team that made the NTT, but is sort of outside. You know, they they made it by winning the Conference 21 regular season. They were 57 in the power rankings. Um, in preseason, they lost to Lubbock. That was the only top 50 team they played in the preseason. So, of course, they're 17-1. and one. That's great. They're, they're obviously good, 
but are yeah. they one of the best four teams in the country? No, they're, they're not. And I doubt future star would disagree. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I think Pensacola does have a shot. And I, the reason I wouldn't pick them is more out of respect to the coach that Rockford has. I think, yeah. you know, I don't see them getting upset in a one sixteen game. Um, but I think Pensacola is, you know, with Adam Fink, right. A star senior center, um, and some nice front end talent in the sophomore and junior classes. They, they have the talent to beat teams like this. Like I said, they just beat new Orleans on Wednesday by 16. And I'm not convinced Rockford is substantially better than new Orleans. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this is an interesting game to watch for sure. Yeah. All right, let's look at the eight-nine matchup. We got the Hot Springs Strollers going up against the Carson City Savages. You play against Carson City once, twice a year. Um, yeah, this time for this year, three times, but yeah, usually times, twice. Yeah. yeah, so you played them today, beat them. Um, interest, yeah, this is interesting. Um, I like Hot Springs. So they got that twelve ten class, and I always laugh because uh, he's like, "Yeah, I didn't. I, I was." Did he say he didn't recruit for three weeks or what? Yeah, at least three weeks. It was like four weeks. I think he like, said he started recruiting in week five. That many weeks. But... Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, maybe he's out of town or, you know. To no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Life, life happens, whatever. But to, yeah. get, to bring in a class like that, I don't see how that's even possible. Yeah. In, the, in week 31. The class I mean. didn't look that great, but Lucas Long's been playing great. 65%. True shooting, uh, 15.8 points per game. Uh, James Hunley, solid. I mean, he brought in some solid guys. I mean, he did he did work with um, what he had, and, you know, he's he's made in a team in the NTT. It uh, really reflects poorly on the rest of us that we couldn't find these players. That, yeah. You know, a like, top man, 10 hardwood class was available after four weeks. I know. I'm dying over here trying to find a clear lead. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, they played Louisville. Um, they played them okay. They lost by 10. Low-scoring game. Um, Bowling Green, they lost to them. Uh, and then they lost to Des Moines in the tournament. But they, they get the at-large team. They You guys just demolished them. Um, in the. Uh, it was mostly Avery Green that demolished them, to be honest. But, yeah. Yes. Yes. And Lath played pretty good defense against uh, James Hunley. Yeah, this is fair. No, our whole team was good, but I mean, yeah. Green for whatever reason really liked playing against them. And that, and yeah. the, we played him again in the PNTT, PNTT playoffs, and Green had forty something. So yeah. yeah. So Carson City played you guys a little closer, um, <laughs> but you yeah. played both these teams. What do you think? I think Peter Edwards is a bad matchup for Hot Springs. Is what I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, as we said, Green just had two really good games against Hot Springs at the point guard position. And Edwards is a really good player who's had a bit of a down season as a senior, actually. Um, we talked about him heading into last year's tournament as a player to watch. You might remember it was Lansing was a seven seed, I think, and Carson City was a 10 seed. And I was saying the winner of that game was going to make the final four. And they and did. Lansing did. Yeah. And maybe I was too high on Carson City. I don't know. But last year's Carson City team was really good. Tough to beat. This year's team has taken a step back because they lost two starters and Silva and Alexander. But with Edwards still at point guard and Hamilton still at center, I thought they were going to be still a really tough team within our conference. Uh, And they ended up as the five seed in our conference tournament, surprisingly, uh, made it to the conference tournament final and lost a close one to us today. So they're not quite the same team they were last year, but I do think Edwards is good enough to get this win 
just from what I've seen in Hot Springs' ability to defend point guards. Yeah. In Carson City, I mean, they're the 10th ranked, 10th uh, best uh, recruiting rankings class um, out there. And mm-hmm. the teams above them, and it's like, okay, they're all, they're all really good. Um, yeah, uh, there's a couple teams that, you know, could be better, but yeah. Um, so let's look at, yeah, let's look at the next matchup. Um, we got Boca Raton, the Bombers going up against the Lincoln Abrahams. Um, Boca Raton, coached by Coach Parr, 15. This guy, this team's been great, you know, all year, 17 and 1. Not the best strength of schedule, but great team. And they got good players on their team. Um, Andrew Harris, uh, Giovanni Harriet. Um, you know, they're, they're highly rated. They got, they got height. Um, they got depth on the bench. They just haven't, they just haven't played a lot of teams. They lost to the Flint Tropics, got, did not do well in the exhibitions, but I don't know. Maybe they switched something after that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying they, to figure that out here. Cause you're right. They lost all three of those games and that's sticking out to me. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have their shot settings right or something like that. Um, they did be a really solid Omaha team. That's the only NTT team they played all year, um, other than Salem that they lost by sixteen to in the first game of the exhibition. So, um, yeah, interesting team. These are always the toughest teams to um, get a handle on, you know. Uh, yeah. But but I like I like their I like their squad. I like that they win and they got talent on their team. So that's always helpful. Yeah, it's true. They played one other NTT team in that preseason. Fort Lauderdale also got into the NTT, but yeah, oh, they're, yeah. Nine, they're number 96. But they, they got blown out. I don't know. It's hard for me to get past those preseason games. I mean, you know, they weren't in a preseason tournament, at least not one that we're aware of. Uh, so probably didn't coach didn't take those games that seriously. But, you know, you see them lose three games to top 100 teams. If you just add that to their regular season, then the season just doesn't look near, you know, nearly as impressive. Um and it's true they beat Omaha. That was a nice win. Other than that, they haven't really had a very impressive win in the regular season. So I'm not sure what to think of them. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you're right. They're they're a hard team to evaluate as these kinds of teams always always are. But I I I, I would say I have some reasons for concern in looking at them. Yeah. So they're actually the number two in free throws attempted, um, and that's mm. the only statistical category they're top in. Um, Lincoln on the other hand, they're number nine in defense at true shooting. Um, Lincoln snuck in by a huge win today. Um, their freshman, Michael Takan. I mean, that guy, I think, was like, oh, yeah, I think it's like yeah. a 14 14 tie they won. I or something. think you're right, yeah. Um, you know, they're uh, he, which you know, he was his replacing Anthony Mayer mm-hmm. from last mm-hmm. year, and you know, you can't replace him. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that was a great win beating Plainview. Me and you both were kind of like, I'm not sure exactly how good Plainview is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they beat a solid NTT team to make it. I could see them upsetting this team. Um, but Boca Raton is just such a hard team to get a handle on. What are they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think I would I, I would lean toward Lincoln in this one. I mean, they're they're – I don't know. They've played some good teams close. They lost to San Antonio by nine. Um, you know, I, going going through their schedule, it's not all that impressive. But they did beat Huntington Beach in the regular season, um, 
And they have some nice front end talent. You know, Andrew Patrick is a star senior. Khan, as you talked about, was a huge tie. Uh, Aaron Smith is a pretty good player at point guard. I think they match up just fine with with Boca Raton. Excuse me. Uh, and Boca Raton just hasn't played a lot of good teams and hasn't looked awesome when they have. So, yeah, I, I think that they're a vulnerable team for sure. All right, Galveston Cowboys. You already talked a little bit about them. They won Conference 24. You weren't sure about them when you talked about them. They're going against Cedar Crapids, Cheese Eaters. Um, Galveston does have some decent recruiting rankings. They have a big gap in their uh, 155-83 junior class. But none of them are starting. Probably Austin King. He's the only guy um, that's even on the bench. But Cedric Kramer... Andrew Mitchell, Gabriel Smith, Timothy, Timothy Smith. Uh, you know, they they got some players, and you were impressed by Conference 24 overall. Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, it's a heck of a job to win that conference in the regular season. And it's true. I have had my doubts about this Galveston team, partially just because they haven't done it before, right? I mean, they were in the PTT the two seasons before this and the DTT the three before that. So I just don't have a lot of history with them as a good team. So I haven't taken them that seriously. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean they're not good, obviously. I don't, I'm often wrong. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. They're one of those teams that's almost like the Naples team last year that we were talking about, right? Where like they have some really gaudy true shooting percentages from guys in their yeah. starting lineup who don't have huge points per game numbers, but it allows everybody else in their starting lineup to be efficient. So they're, they're offensively very good. Um, defensively a little more vulnerable, um, not great numbers there. So, you know, when they go against another high scoring team, um, which Cedar Rapids could be, then they may struggle. Yeah. They're number seven in turnovers and number four in uh, true shooting. So. Yeah. Very, yeah. They're offensively very efficient for sure. Um, Cedar Rapids is number four in turnovers, um, number nine in three points attempted. So I'm not sure I've ever heard you call them Cedar Rapids before. That must have been a mistake. <laughs> must have, must have. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, on paper, this looks like a fun matchup. I think Cedar Cedar Rapids is, you know, they 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 got the talent right. Um, yeah, they always have the talent. You got Patrick Riley, um, slick back hair. Uh, wearing a suit, um, <laughs> Michael Sheehan. I, they they got some studs. Um, you know they they haven't really, you know, a couple of years maybe five years ago they made it to the elite eight. But in that, you know, win the first game out after that. You know, I I, I want to see them. I want to see what they can do. Um, but. Yeah, I'm not sure how this game's going to go. It's, 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 it's a tough one to pick. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and I feel like I consistently overrate Cedar Rapids. You might remember last year. I think I had yeah. them in the Final Four, and it just didn't work out, as you said. <laughs> last year's team was more talented than this one. I certainly Definitely. am not going to be picking them to make the Final Four this year. But they are talented. I mean, all five starters average double figures per 30. Their backup point guard actually averages 26.2 points per 30 minutes. Maybe get that guy some more minutes. Ryan Jones, pretty impressive. Um, So, you know, they play a bad schedule. They usually do. They'll be vulnerable against some teams. But I just, yeah, I'm not not totally seeing it with Galveston. And when I'm picking games in the NTT, 
and there's a big seed difference, but I think the teams are relatively even, I would rather pick the upset. So uh, I lean towards Cedar Rapids. All right. Um, we'll move down to the bottom half of the bracket. We got Wooster going up against Blacksburg. Uh, Wooster has just been really solid. Uh, you know, they started the PNTT. They did pretty well. They, they lost a close one to Englewood, but other than that one. Then they lost a close one to New York City. Dropped a weird one by two to Columbia. Um, they shot really bad in that game. Um, it was just, yeah, one of those games, I guess. Um, lost to Fresno. So they, they didn't do good in the out-of-conference, but throughout the conference, they just they did really well. These guys won the PNTT two years ago? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, they beat us in the final. I remember that. Was mm-hmm. it two or three? But yeah. Two, because I think yeah, two. Ann Arbor won it last year. Well, that but, I know. But yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, so, so three, if you include this as one. But yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway. Getting late. We're. <laughs> so make it. Start- make it. Wooster is number one in points, number six in point margin, number six in free throws attempted. Uh, they're playing Blacksburg. Um, they're number seven in three-pointers attempted, and that's it. Uh, the Bandits, Blue, Coach Blue Skies, you know, he hasn't, he's had a little bit of a down spell lately, but he brought in a great freshman class uh, with Caleb Jones and Luciana Williams this year and gave him a chance to compete. They, and they made it through conference seven tournament and, you know, they won, which, you know, is huge for that team. So, uh, tough matchup, um, tough matchup here. I think Wooster's the best team in this, uh, in this region. So I got them winning this game. Yeah. I, I agree with both halves of that sentence. Um, I will say if you wanted to build a case, for Blacksburg, you would say Blacksburg beat Columbia yeah. in the conference tournament by three, and as you said, Columbia beat Worcester. But yeah. I don't think I don't think it always works that way. Transitive uh, property of basketball. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, you were right. Well, as you said, Worcester won the PNTT two seasons ago, and then went into the NTT as a two seed and lost in the first round. So, yeah. and then last year was just kind of an up and down year for them. It didn't didn't come together, but this year they've got it back. And, you know, they're awesome offensively. As you said, they lead the country in scoring. But we also have to mention Joaquin Erickson, the big guy, uh, averaging a double-double of 4.4 blocks per game. Per 30, it's even more, 4.9. So, um, yeah, they they are really good. I don't see Blacksburg being able to keep up. All right. Let's look at the 7 time matchup. We got Macon, the Gorillas, coached by Coach Golf Team. They won Conference 8. They won the Conference 8 tournament. Um you know, he's got Ian Roberts, Brian Rice, Ethan Miller. Um, Rice and Miller are just studs. Uh, they were really big recruits. Huge wins for Macon to to get those. He's been playing zone all year. Um, that's kind of interesting. And he's going up against Lansing, who's just on fire. Um, you know, they, they kind of had a down spell um, once they got into the north, um, playing Jefferson City, Ann Arbor, and us, and then they get into the conference tournament and they, they as a uh, six seed, and they roll off three straight wins. Um, 
uh, culminating today by being in Arbor by 13. And I actually talked to, I had, I had coach Whalen. He, uh, he called me, uh, and I got an interview with him and, uh, here's what he had to say. Blue collar. Um, so hey, on the way to the store right now, Payless shoes shoe shop to pick up some uh, dancing shoes for me and the boys. Man, if you would have, uh, you know, not many teams go to the conference tournament um, with a conference record of three and seven, with any hope of making it to the NTT. Uh, but my boys have some heart some stick-to-itiveness, and uh, ready to go. Big game against Mason on Monday. They're a tough team. Seems like they're always the NTT making uh, some noise, so we respect this opponent. Uh, but I love our lineup. I love what we have going, and we have some momentum that we're going to bring into the NDT. So go Blue Collar. Go Blue Collar Bill. Uh, we'll be ready. All right. You hear that? There you have it. Yeah, so that's I mean that's just a great run for him. Cinderella story. Um, he knocked us off by a big margin after losing twice to us, and then um, when when today was just the cherry on top for them. It's gonna be interesting in this matchup against Macon though. Um, Macon's got just such studs at um, small forward and power forward uh, and shooting guard. You know, with Ian Roberts. So is is Lansing able to shut down all three of those positions? Um, we'll see. Um, you know, I've seen him switch around uh, his uh, stud center that he just picked up, Anthony Fletcher, moving him around. He hasn't had the season that I think most people expected out of him um, coming out of high school. Uh, but uh, but he's still he's still a solid player and, and helps. I'm I'm interested to see how. Um, Coach Whalen, Coach S. Whalen, um, sets his lineup for this matchup. Does he move Hornberger down to center? Did, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, you know, they're they're on fire, but this making team is really good. I really like that small forward power forward combo. What are you seeing this matchup? Well, I'm focused on Miller here. I mean, he looks great, Ethan Miller. Really awesome stats, kind of all the way around, and he was good in high school as well, as you said. How come his class is ranked 104 hardwood, 81 sim hoops? I mean, I understand there are weird recruiting rankings, but I don't remember seeing a player this good as the headliner of a class like that. I mean, it happens, I guess, but isn't that a weird one? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How to... You said he was a big tie too, as you recall. Yeah, I if I remember right, I I think I think high Rochester school numbers suggest he what it would have been. He's a yeah. local guy, maybe five five. Wow. Yeah. Just weird. Um, he's proven the magazines wrong for sure. Uh, they're good. And as, as coach S Whalen said uh, in his interview, there, Macon is a perennial NTT team team with a nice NTT history sometimes has come as a really high seed, like a 15 seed make the final four that has happened before. Um, but it, it's, I don't know. It's hard to look past Lansing because they were in the final four last year, struggled for so long this year. And yeah. now finally have it together. And the other thing that struck stuck out to me from what you were saying is Macon plays a zone, right? Yeah. Well, who else plays a zone but Ann Arbor? Mm -hmm. You know, Ann Arbor famously plays a zone, and Lansing solved that zone today. So yeah. if they can beat 
a team like Ann Arbor, uh, despite, by the way, Andrew Tucker having a triple-double in that game, something I didn't realize until just now. Oh, he did? Well, yeah, 13 points, 12 rebounds, 11 blocks. But Lansing, no still, Lansing still wins. Exactly, right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Macon is a good team, uh, and I agree with you about Miller especially and Rice too. But I, I don't know. It, Lansing has the pedigree even more so than Macon does, and it seems like they've figured it out. Lansing's one of those teams where at the beginning of the season, you're like, they could win it, right? Yeah. You know, they, they, they got the, they, they brought in a 21 2 class. Like, they got, they had a really good team last year, made the final four. They lost Albert Kelly and Quincy Styles, but you're bringing in a guy like Fletcher. They could, they could win the title. And then, you know, they're, they just they just lose a lot of games and it's like oh like what maybe this team isn't what we thought we should but say it, by the way lansing played macon in preseason so we should at least touch on that although different lineups but yeah yeah so lansing being by seven yeah you, yeah you want to talk about it a little bit yeah sure i mean as so miller was down in small forward and rice was at shooting guard uh for Macon. Yep. so that that's very different lansing was starting colton moten another freshman uh, who, as by the way, I would have thought he was the star of their freshman class. You said it was Fletcher, and I see Fletcher starting, and Moten's not. But just from the outsider's perspective, I'm trying to figure out who is the two in the two twenty one hardwood sim hoops class. Well, Fletcher was like a six six tie, I think. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, like I said, I I defer. I just just yeah. looking at their stats, not really knowing those players. Moten looked like the guy who might have been the star, but I guess he hasn't panned out that way thus far. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know how much you can draw from that preseason game. Lansing was not what it is now, and Macon didn't have the same lineup it has now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and but we will say that Macon ran zone, and Lansing lit him up for twenty mm-hmm. for ninety-two points. I mean, that's a lot of points. Yeah, they did get to the line thirty-five times. I don't know if I expect that to happen again. Sure. So. Um, yeah, it should be a fun matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's look at Waterloo against Starkville. Waterloo, this is just a consistent team. I mean, last year they made the Elite Eight. The year before they made the Elite Eight. Um, they did lose Paul Coleman, which, I mean, it's tough losing a big guy like that. Also lost Dylan Waller. But, you know, this team just keeps coming back. And I'm just really impressed by um, the job that, uh, Coach G Money has done with this team, and uh, yeah, he he always has them competing. I mean, they're scoring an incredible amount uh, this year, ninety two point four points per game. Let's look real quick at um, their top ten. Uh, number two in true shooting, number five in turnovers, number two in points, number two, and uh, that's it. So, I mean, no one's no one's the key cog. I mean, you got Ethan Miller who does a lot, 19 points, 10 rebounds, uh, can play defense. You got Colby Jordan who can score and pass, doesn't play great defense. You got Desmond Marks who's just, um, I mean, shooting 52% from three. I'd love him to up that three a little bit and Ethan Miller, but maybe he likes to keep him down low a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> This team's just so efficient. It's really hard to um, argue with how Coach G Money's done with this team. They're going against Starkville. 
Starkville, this is their second ever NTT appearance. Um, you got Carson Leonard, who scores a ton. He's one of the top players, 26.1 points per game. Uh, Starkville is number 10 in true shooting. Number uh, Carson Leonard is number 8 in game score. And that's it. So, yeah, any thoughts on this game, the 314 matchup? Yeah, a few. So, first of all, completely agree with what you said about Coach G Money for Waterloo. Uh, really awesome job year in and year out for them. They are consistently a contender. So, very impressive. Uh, second, this is the con- second consecutive game in which we've had an Ethan Miller to talk about, right? Mm. I mean, e- Ethan Miller was is Macon's best player, uh, and he is one of Waterloo's best players as well. Obviously, a different Ethan Miller, but popular Maybe name. Maybe they'll play each other in the Sweet 16. It could happen. You never know. And it might be very confusing for the broadcaster of that game. <laughs> uh, but so Waterloo looks great. The one weakness they have, you called it out, right? Point guard defense. Colby yeah. Jordan, 0.2 steals, 0.2 blocks. And lo and behold, who are they going against? But Carson Leonard scoring 26 points a game at point guard. Uh, and, he, you know, Leonard can do other things as well, not just score. So that could be a, a pretty tough matchup for Waterloo. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's worth, you know, kind of digging into further to see how they have dealt with that. If they have played scoring point guards as the year has gone on, I know Jordan has played every single game for them at point guard. Um, I don't know if they would consider moving him out of there, putting Rubio there, um, or if they just trust the talent. I, I do think Waterloo has enough of a talent edge that I, I would still expect them to prevail, uh, especially given their recent success in the NTT, but they can't be thrilled to see a guy like Leonard coming up against them in round one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Scott Richter for Carbondale went uh, 14 for 32 today, 35 mm. points. So not horribly inefficient, but not yeah. super efficient either. So True. Just, um, something, um, something to look at. Yeah. Richter, Richter is good. Not quite as good as Leonard, but yeah. No, no. Um, all right, last one, Albuquerque Atomics going up against the Ithaca Warriors. So Albuquerque, uh, they won Conference 32 and the Conference Tournament. Uh, Muhammad Williams taking another step this year. This guy. My guy. He's your guy. He's your guy. You're his biggest fan. I am. I can't, you know, it's different, right? Like if you recruit somebody and they spurn you, you have some bitterness toward them. But I didn't even actually recruit him. I just identified him as a great player who you just knew he was going to be good stupidly didn't recruit yeah so good for him keep succeeding keep doing how good he was going to be that you thought you know what let's let him flourish yeah let's let him thrive somewhere else that was really nice of me yeah somewhere away from avery green so (laughs) it would have been an interesting mat yeah uh get them both on the same team for sure uh yeah so they're going up against ithaca ithaca they brought that 92-7 class this year preston nutter um Probably the um, seven in that class. I didn't even oh, yeah. that there was that big of a crazy. Separation. Yeah, Nutter That's... was a big tie, I think. But yeah, yeah, but great get for them. Um, yeah, and uh, you know they they have the two hundred fifty fifth strength of schedule. We know conference five is very bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so no surprise there. Ithaca is number one in rebounding margin, number three in. Uh, true shooting and that's it i thought there'd be more with such a bad um strength of schedule but uh albuquerque is number seven in assists number eight in blocks number um 
10 in defensive three points allowed. And that's it. So, uh, Preston Nutter against, uh, against Hannah Williams. I know who you're taking in that matchup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's interesting, right? You could look at it optimistic for Ithaca. You would say, okay, Ithaca has its best player going up against Muhammad Williams, right? And Nutter is a guy who can win that matchup. And if you can win the matchup against Albuquerque's best player, you know, maybe you can pull an upset. But mm-hmm. I think a different way to put it is, if you're Albuquerque, you have Williams going against, you know, kind of far and away the best player on Ithaca, right? Yeah. Um, and even if that one is just kind of a draw, I think Albuquerque has a little bit of a talent edge elsewhere. You know, not the most, uh, you know, re- highly ranked recruiting classes, but Cameron Jamison, I know, was a guy who they brought in as a tie as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of the team just kind of fits well around the pieces that score. Uh, Caleb Sullivan, senior small forward, has done a very nice job for them this year. Austin Neal averaging over 10 assists per game. Uh, you know, there's a reason this team won the conference, conference 32 regular season and the tournament. Uh, that's yeah. impressive. I think, I feel like we don't necessarily give that enough credit when that happens uh, yeah. for a team to win, win a solid conference. You know, we're not talking about one of the worst conferences in the in yeah. the league by any stretch, a very solid conference to win the double like that. That's pretty good. Um, so, you know, Ithaca will be tough. Uh, I'll throw some love to Nicholas Baksh, the senior mm-hmm. center who was, I think a four-four tie that I was on, and then the recruiting class ranking suggested that he wasn't that great. You can see he's he's talented in some ways, maybe not a true center. Um, yeah, I think he's he dropped a bit from his scouted attributes, but certainly a talented player who can score. Uh, it, it it could be a close game. I I do think this could be a close yeah. game, but I, I respect Albuquerque, and I, you know I'm not going to take go against my guy Mo. You know Ithaca's got arguably the better recruit rankings. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's but, true. you know, Coach McMire gets a lot out of his guys. And also, the one time they played an NTC team, um, they played Louisville and lost by <laughs> 44. Yeah, um, yeah I think of that is. Yeah, exactly. They Ithaca. lost. Not no, you didn't, you didn't say it wrong. Yeah, this is, I'm just clarifying for everybody. Yeah. Oh, Ithaca's one time. You're right. 93-49. Yeah, that... Yeah, I'm not sure who it says more about, but um, true. Yeah, uh, so you don't want to count them out. I mean, I'm yeah. Albuquerque had a great season. Um, they did well. Yeah, and you look at you look at their losses, right? They lost by nine to Montpelier and by five to Waterloo, and, and they, they beat have Rockford. one other loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really solid yeah. team. Which you know, who knows? They could meet up in this bracket. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, they and they have what they could they could play Waterloo next. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so rematch. Um, cool. Uh, how do you see it playing out this bracket? Uh, I think we both like Worcester, right? I mean, yeah, Worcester and Waterloo uh, stand out to me. I I think Waterloo gets to the Sweet Sixteen. I think Worcester beats them. Uh, at the top, I think it could be pretty wild. I don't love any of those teams. Um, I don't. Carson City. Maybe. I mean, I picked them to do well last year. I mean, they're not as good this year as they were last year, but they still have Edwards. They still have Hamilton. I think they absolutely could make a run. Uh, so, sure, why not? You talk me into it. I'll, I'll take them to the Elite Eight, you know, conference foe that I respect. We, I think we happen to match up well against them. That's why we beat them three times. I don't know that we're, you know, substantially better than they are, really. Yeah. Um, there's a reason they, they beat Salem two out of three, actually. Um, so... You know, it's just it's been a bumpy season for them. 
but I think their path, the path is, is there for them. And the same could be said for Rockford, right? Like I, we're kind of disrespecting Rockford a little bit. You know, they've had an off, off, awesome season. They're number one seed for a reason. They're probably the best team in that upper half. It's just that, you know, it's boring to pick all one seeds. The other one seeds look a little stronger. We know every year there are upsets. So that's why I'm inclined to pick against them. It's it's not really so much because I don't think they're good. More just, you know, they're a little more vulnerable than other number one seeds. But I feel like we we both see Worcester as the team to beat in this region. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. And, and But they didn't get any favors with Lansing, Lansing mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, True. But we'll see. Cool. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, you want to do a quick uh, Final Four prediction? Yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? So for you guys, um, I wrote all these down there. I thought I wrote them all down. So we both picked Wooster. So I picked Louisville, San Antonio, uh, Wooster, and Montpelier. Yep. You picked... Um, who was your team in Region 3? I took, I took Arlington in Region 1. Uh, I don't think I made an official prediction. I thought you picked three. Bakersfield. Did I? I thought I picked Arlington. Did I? Maybe. I think I picked Arlington. I, I think mean, I shouldn't. To make it there, but not to. Yeah. I mean, obviously I should pick okay. Bakersfield, but I think oh. I picked Arlington. I'm considering switching my other pick, though. I don't know about Sioux City and Region 2. I'm, yeah. I'm doubting that. Just, I don't know. Who's um, picking Region 3? I didn't pick anybody in Region 3 because we're oh, yeah. in Region 3. I'm not a very good podcast yeah. host. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. can. And can I mean I'm gonna make a lot of bad predictions here, so it's okay. You all can criticize yeah. those. Um for me, I got you took Montpelier take, in region three, I know, but yeah. yeah, I'm gonna take um Montpelier over uh man, now I'm now I'm like this Wooster beat Montpelier. Um I'm gonna take Montpelier over uh Louisville. In the final? In the final. The problem yeah. with Mont- picking Montpelier is they would become only the second 24-0 champion in League 31 history. I, yeah, don't see that. I don't see that happening. I think they're great. I like them. But I don't know. 24-0 is really hard to do. The only team I mean, that did it. it's hard to win the just... championship. You just got to pick the team you think is going to win. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think they're going to be 24-0. That's I'm, fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm not picking them. It's a curse. Other than Duluth, who's obviously better than... All of us, yeah, so many things. <laughs> Had everything. Uh, I kind of like Worcester. I, I'll, I'll yeah. go with Worcester. Uh, they they really look good when you take a look at them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Taking Worcester. So, uh, heard it here first. Um, the predictions that will almost certainly be very wrong come up. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We went really long on this, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. So...